it seems that a lot of people don't know how bad they feel in the day to day life until they jump on something like this and they realize how good they feel afterwards. Exactly. Like, like, like I, f- I feel fine. I'm like, okay, well, eliminate carbs and just see how you feel. Like, you'll probably feel 10 yeah. times. Better. You just never have. You don't know how good it feels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, that, that was me for years. I was like, no, I feel great. But it's like, I kind of done this. It's like, oh, okay, no, I felt like rubbish. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 116 of the SupersetYourLife.com podcast. This is your weekly dose of entertainment, education, and inspiration to fuel your life inside and beyond the gym. Today, we have a carnivore, a brother in Christ, and a fitness trainer, Mr. James McDonald. Welcome to the show, sir. Thank you, Carl. It's a pleasure. <laughs> Absolutely. So let's just let's just cut right to the meat, bro. <laughs> Uh, what does a day in the life look like for you in terms of what you eat? Um, yeah, so at, at the moment, um, I can kind of preface that by saying that I, I am quite ambitiously trying to build muscle, um, trying to gain size. So I'm not doing the kind of typical, you know, one, two meals, meals a day that you see some people do um, on carnivore. So typically it's three meals a day at the moment. Um, get up about half six, maybe seven, eat about, you know, maybe eight, 8 a.m., um after that i have you know lunch again about two and then dinner about seven so typically a 12 hour fast every day but well, i call it a fast but it's, it's really just a, you know i suppose a typical eating pattern um yeah but you still get into that fasted state i'm kind of the same way about two meals yeah. a day. a lot of carnivores yeah. kind of land on that number <laughs> yeah it seems to work out pretty well um actually i do that as well for certain you know hormonal support reasons um when it comes to the food, I uh, tend to have quite a lot of red meat. Um, I come from Britain, so I know my background. Uh, we tend to have a lot of dairy and fish, so I, I stick that in my diet as well. Um, just kind of the ancestral, you might call epigenetics. I tend to feel a lot better with that in my diet. Um, when I say fish, it's like mostly fatty fish, so it'd be sardines or mackerel most of the time. Um, dairy. Um, have you ever had, sorry, sorry to interrupt, have you ever had black yeah. cod? Black cod. No, I've I, I, I've been ambitious to try it because I um I have quite a fascination with Japan and I know that they have it out there. Um, so maybe one day have, have you heard it? Yeah, yeah. It's it's so it's also called sable fish. That's a that's a favorite of mine. Right. Whenever I try to go keto because it has twice as many grams per fat as it does protein. So really, uh, wow. Yeah, yeah. And so 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 if, so if the so if being in ketosis is important, um, that's a it's a delicious way to go about it. <laughs> Impressive. <laughs> um. But yeah, yeah. Uh, just to touch again on dairy, so I tend to almost always go for raw dairy. So raw cheeses. Uh, it's hard to get raw milk here in the UK. I'm, I'm at the moment really trying to procure some. I bought a freezer, so I want to buy it in bulk and just kind of you know freeze it and defrost it throughout the year. Um, but yeah, apart from that, uh, I do have pork as well. So a few times a week, um, typically we pork belly or or shoulder, something a bit more like collagenous, um, and then red meat typically twice a day. Um, so I can give an example for, for today, uh, my favorite post-workout meal, which is uh, lamb hearts. Uh, <laughs> some people might not be too keen on that idea, but um, I do I do have them as much as I can. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you eat more more intuitively, for, if, I, if I remember from our phone call last week, right, where we were just kind of starting to get to know each other. Um, but uh, you, you, you have, you ha- you have uh, quite a bit of variety in, of, 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 of meats in your diet. Um, yeah. 
compared to someone that's like on a strict goal with like, okay, these are my calories. These are my macros, blah, 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 blah. Cause that's more my style. Um, yeah. So you're eating more intuitively, like does, does that tell you um, how, 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 how much food to consume, what food to consume? What does that look like? Um, so actually, I mean, for a few, quite a few years now, I, I've tended to be quite heavy on tracking um, and I still do that. Um, I know there's a lot of kind of technical dispute about whether, you know, so-called calories are, are, are worth counting or not. Um, yeah. I see them as a, as a useful tool. I get that, you know, physiologically, they're not like a perfect um, quantification of energy input or, you know, there's not even an accurate way to fully say how much energy you're burning in a day. But I find that it's just a way to quantify exactly how much you're having each day and where I'm trying to build quite ambitiously, like I said. Um, I'm not trying to overdo that and kind of dirty bulk, so to speak. You can do that on any kind of diet. You can eat too much, yeah. can't you? Um, it is, so, it is yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Then it just so, takes yeah, twice as long to cut and you lose all that extra muscle anyway, even if you did get any extra muscle from the dirty. From, yeah, from exactly right. Yeah. And and that's kind of like a, that's the yo-yo diet, isn't it? That some people fall into. Um, yeah. So I, I still track. Um, on weeks that i'm not training so heavy so like a deload week or just a rest week um then it'll be a lot more intuitive and i'll go mostly by hunger signals but tend to drop the calories a bit um or, or, or drop the energy a bit just basically based on volume um and how hungry i am i find that when i'm not training my appetite does go down when i'm training it's kind of roaring so <laughs> um that's probably the best way to to kind of think about eating intuitively just listen to your body and pair it with your activity levels i mean um i'm not sure if you have anything to, to say on that point do you ever eat intuitively or is it always tracked so for me everything i'm very 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 ocd so everything is you know always tracked to a t but i'm trying yeah. to experiment more with intuitive eating and knowing when it's okay to go 500 calories over when it's okay to go 500 calories less um the problem is I already kind of have everything weighed out and know exactly what I'm going to eat throughout the day. And so um, eating intuitively, basically, if I if I eat more of the same thing and 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 and, and, and that satisfies me, then that's usually a good bet. But if yeah. I am hungry for something else, then that could mean that I'm bored and I'm not as in tune with my satiety signals as I believe that you really can be on the carnivore diet or on any kind of elimination diet. Um, yeah, that's so I'm basically a lab rat right now. <laughs> I'm like, okay, let's see what this does to my physique. Let's see what that, let's see what that does to my physique and, uh, no competitions anytime in the near future. And so, uh, plenty of time to experiment, you know, while I'm still, um, in relatively good conditions. Yeah, that's good. So you got kind of got time to hash it out. And I like what you said about, you know, being a little bit of a lab rat, it, it kind of, I think most of the time, most people are when you, when you do take your diet seriously, you're always kind of adjusting aren't you um no one's diet and activity levels are always the same or even hunger signals even things like stress can affect it so 100 um, you know, yeah so learning things about you know how, how your body feels and what signals you're getting and then maybe assessing why you're feeling that way um it is a process and it can actually be quite rewarding when you when you do take it quite seriously um and it doesn't always need to be OCD. I think some people who come into the fitness industry, especially, I noticed this when I work in a gym, they might get put off by tracking. They might think that it has to be done and it has to be, you know, kind of a bit OCD, as you said. Um, a lot of people don't like that. They find it a bit tedious or even monotonous. I, I'm, I'm a bit like you, to be honest, for the past 
maybe four years, I've tracked very diligently. Um, you know, coming to a carnival diet has actually taken that away from me a bit because it's so much more intuitive. You're not having to track three macronutrients for the first thing and then you yeah. can kind of, you can kind of see exactly that. it's simple it simplifies your your spreadsheet or how, however it is yeah it does great what now would we have to work with <laughs> yeah yeah and, and and on that point as well it's just so much easier to kind of think out in your head when you realize okay if i'm aiming for ratios rather than you know so-called calories you, you could be like a one-on-one to one of fat to protein that's what most people start on um tend to do well with that that's what i do at the moment or a tip maybe i do a little bit more protein um okay but yeah so so that's that's kind of around keto macros that should land you around like 60 to 70 percent of your macros coming from fat so yeah so so do you do, do you test for ketosis like are you in ketosis most days um i don't test so i can't answer that um, I can say that when I made the transition into keto in, you know, several phases in the past, I did notice kind of what I call a keto flu. Um, and I had it a little bit going into carnivore, but not as such. Uh, so my, my transition was maybe a bit steady compared to some people. Uh, you see some who might jump into this on, in, in kind of one day, do it overnight, cut everything out and be like, okay, I'm all meat now. Um, I don't think that's the best way to do it, first of all. But um yeah, I took about three months to, in ketosis and just gradually reduced the plant intake. And I think, you know, I feel like I'm in ketosis. You can kind of get a different sense of clarity. Uh, generally, energy levels are more stable. Mm-hmm. Things like cardio, and that seemed to be naturally easier. Um, it's a breeze. It, I, say cardio, I mean, endurance. So um, you're not kind of depending on carbs all the time. Um, the hunger signals actually change a bit as well on keto, I think. Uh but yeah, I did have the keto flu symptoms. And since I kind of got in check with my electrolyte balance and adjusted to kind of how much I'm sorting foods, having the right amount of hydration over the past, you know, the first few weeks, sorry. Um, I can't really say that I've had experiences where I feel like I'm not in ketosis or like I'm high on carbs or something like that because I don't really eat them. So I would presume that maybe, you know, once a week or so I do a 16-hour you know so fast um i presume i am in ketosis at certain times of the day anyway overnight especially yeah absolutely the the energy levels being stable throughout the day is my favorite part about being on keto so um that's why personally i'm right now i'm in a bit of i'm 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 kind of midway between the two almost like a hybrid um because on one end you can have 60 percent or 60 70 percent of your calories coming from protein on the other end of the spectrum which is how kind of most people approach the carnivore diet with the leaner cuts right and then there's the higher fat end of the spectrum and then yeah um so i'm so i'm kind of midway right now trying to see if i can get the best of both worlds and so far it's been working pretty well um the so i'm at about 60 percent of my calories coming from fat and 40% coming from protein. That's about 3,300 calories and, um, and it's mostly chicken thighs and like some avocados. <laughs> I'm just trying to make, yeah. try to keep everything as simple and as easy as possible. I know avocados aren't, um, you know, a meat source, but they're, but they're good. They got a great source of potassium at the end of the day. Yeah. Who cares if we get kicked off the carnivore team, right? We're just trying to do what's, what works for us. <laughs> you know, I, I think you'll be all right. Um, especially when you do look at, uh, I mean, I'm not sure if you have, but, I'm, I'm sure you would have done some research into obviously the, the evolutionary history of humans. We would have had periods where we would have just been meat, just animal foods. But 
for the yeah. most part, yeah. I think it's fair to say we're classified as hyper carnivores, where like maybe, you know, 70 plus percent of our energy intake comes from animal foods. I mean, having some avocado here is it, totally fine. I, I still cook with herbs. I still, yeah, it's, still it's, have, a, it's know, a fruit too, so it's super like low. Or something. Yeah, it's a fruit too. So technically speaking, so that's why it's like the best of both worlds because it's great for keto and it doesn't have the anti-nutrients that like, you know, yeah. vegetables and everything. That, that's interesting to touch on as well. Um, I think some people <laughs> don't do too much research into the actual maybe metabolic effects of fructose and they, and they kind of go too high on the fruit mm-hmm. um, when it's like carnivore or they kind of fall into like a saladino kind of um what would you say like a a little niche in the carnival community i I mean i'm not saying this that's worse than like a standard american diet as they might say or anything on processed food but i think there are reasons to be concerned about that and avocado being a fruit i mean it's not one high in sugar is it um it's, it's a lot of fiber and mostly fat really exactly it just not to be not to be graphic but this is a bodybuilding show so you it it it's got enough fat to to give to give you some grease and enough fiber to come yeah. out so like if you're one of those people on the carnivore diet where you're like whoa this kind of threw off my bowel movements uh maybe try yeah. adding, maybe try adding in a couple of those because that's it's and, and they're they're easy to they're easy to prep they're good i mean yeah fast is quick it's practical yeah and, and i mean that's that's the kind of thing that i said about earlier it's like for a lot of people, you don't want to just do this overnight. And it's best to kind of make the transition in as well. So some people who are kind of, you know, if they have thrown off their gut, just introduce some foods a little bit. Um, that, that's, that's definitely a good point. Yeah. What were some of the biggest things that you noticed when you started cutting out vegetables and eliminating, and, and eliminating your, your diet and simplifying it to exclusively meat? Um, the biggest thing. Uh, probably threefold so the first one was that my gut health improved dramatically <laughs> um so to, just to kind of say I'm, I'm i'm 21 at the moment and basically most of my life i've had some sort of you know gut distress or something um most of it probably caused by stress in the past if i'm, if I'm completely honest um i hope i could be open about that but um yeah cutting out a lot of the plants definitely improved that and you know, even on carnival, I still had some healing to do. And I still do. Um, I, I can admit that. But it's, it's dramatically better. Um, the other thing is I actually experienced quite severe um, oxalate dumping. I'm not sure if you've heard about that. Yeah. Yeah, I have actually. Yeah. So before I started to cut it out, I was actually, I had what you might even call an oxalate overdose. Um, I was very heavily into my salads. Um and I ate a lot of spinach, basically, and mm-hmm. cocoa, and um, didn't realize exactly what I was doing until I started to have all these kind of dreadful symptoms. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Maybe I, I won't go into the details in this episode, but it, it's not nice. And if, if you you know can kind of avoid oxidating your diets, please do. I'll say that to anyone listening. Um, but if you do have any symptoms from them, which you, you probably know, you can look it up. Um, you want to make a gradual transition I'd done mine a little bit too fast and I suffered for it. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, sometimes I, I can be a little bit all or nothing. Um, and yeah, maybe that was a little bit of a mistake. So I'm an, I'm an all or nothing guy too. I'm mm-hmm. noticing a lot of carnivores are. I mean, you kind of have to have that mentality. 
have a screw loose or two to, to, to go, you know what? I'm just going to eat nothing but meat. Like this sounds like a great idea. And then, and then, and then, and then you start to realize these, these, com- these common sense things like, you know what? Okay. Um, all of our ancestors had to, had to survive at some point. And so uh, whether you believe how we were created or evolved or whatever, we can all agree that there's, that we've adapted at some point. And at the yeah. end of the day, the, the, ans- the, the our, our, our ancestors that were able to survive famines, um, that's where we come from. <laughs> the, our, the, the people that weren't able to survive famines, um, they're not around anymore. So it's, it's, it, I mean, j- just to make it as simple as possible, meat readily available, vegetables readily available meat makes you feel good has the calories and has everything that you need to 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 fuel yourself as a human being and uh vegetables are extremely low in calories and so evolutionarily speaking it just it it, it makes it, it makes it makes it makes no sense to eliminate the meat from your from your diet in my opinion um no, no, um, and and there are a lot of interesting points as well about even you know like like, like you mentioned vegetables. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's worth maybe touching on the topic that the vegetables we have now and the fruits we have now are nothing like anything we would find in the wild in the past. Um, you know, they they kind of they are quite literally created. Um, they've been bred, you know, via either genetic manipulation or just over years on farms. Yeah. Um, and when you think back to, you know, any time before the agricultural revolution about 13,000 years ago, we had 3.5 million years of becoming human without those kind of vegetables and, you know, a high kind of grain diet or anything. So I liked, I like, you know, you've probably seen Bart Kay's content and he points out, mm-hmm. you know, very well that in the past it might have been like tubers or seasonal fruit. But oftentimes they're very fibrous um, and low, lower in the sugars and starches that we even see nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you look back at traditional societies and how they produce, uh, sorry, how they process these these kind of plant foods, almost always they were peeled or, you know, crushed and fermented or you know sprouted if it was some sort of seed or soaked or, you know, something or other. Um, whereas nowadays. We tend to eat a lot more raw plants and we don't process them properly, um, especially when it comes to things that do have a lot of anti-nutrients. So yeah. even on yeah. that point, um, the ones that were seasonally available in the past weren't like today. So just to kind of round, you know, kind of loop it back around in, in a short, simple way. Um, meat has, I think, and when you look back at the data and listen to um, archaeologists and anthropologists and evolutionary biologists, um, it seems to be the, the kind of, you know, big pillar of our diet and then you know kind of little bits on top mm-hmm. yeah you, you seem to be particularly knowledgeable about the source of your meats and that's something that i wish that i was better at personally i mean i'm just going to be completely honest um most of where most of the food that we eat every, i mean i got two businesses kids like like so but uh, um yeah. it, it's it's not really at the forefront of my mind to be doing the grocery shopping and to know exactly where our meat's coming from. But Taylor is totally on top of it. She knows my wife knows exactly um, where where to get where 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 to get uh, free range chicken, grass fed beef, um, everything oh, okay. coming from quality sources. But yeah, I was just wondering if you had any tips or or, or thoughts and more that you wanted to share on um, on 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 how to know for sure if you're getting quality pork, quality beef quality uh whatever it is that you're eating um honestly i i'm a bit it's the same as you so i do a lot of supermarket shopping for my meat uh supermarket sorry um 
but you know when, when i have an opportunity to go to a farm shop or uh, i am actually seeking out independent suppliers at the moment um, i do get high quality ones or um in the supermarkets you, you you'd often see things now that are labeled grass-fed and grass-finished um especially in america i believe um in the uk we don't so often see grass-finished um it's, mm -hmm. it's not quite caught on here yet uh but the best thing you can do in general is actually to research the animal welfare and agricultural standards in your country or your region, wherever you're from. And then you at least have a starting point to say, okay, are these animals that are in the supermarket, are they of high quality or not? And then you can kind of start from there. Um, in the UK, we're quite fortunate to have what is considered one of the best farming standards in the world. And, you know, I, yeah. I do believe it's not perfect, um, but it's definitely better than other places. So our, our dairy, um, sorry, our cows and our sheep and lamb, for example, have a very grass predominant diet anyway. Um, and they're generally just finished with grains or supplemented. It's not the same as some other places. Um, but the most important thing, yeah, just look into the animal welfare standards in your country or region and also look at what they're fed. Mm -hmm. um, you want it to be as close to as natural as possible and ideally as low in grains as possible. Um, but I think that's really digging into the nuances for most people. Just the animal based. <laughs> it's that simple, you know, um, worry about that stuff after you've, you've kind of transitioned. Yeah, I agree with you. You're, you're, you're splitting hairs when you get to the point of um, where, where your meat is sourced from. But um, you know, if you want everything going for you, and if you want, and, and, and if you really want this diet to work the, the absolute best that you can, I, you know, certainly believe, believe that's an important factor. But at the end of the day, um, Sean Baker said it great in his book. He goes, uh, and I'm paraphrasing, but basically, when it comes to grass fed versus grain fed, um, at the end of the day, you're eating a steak, and steak is just good for you. <laughs> uh, it is, it's, yeah. a, it's a superfood. Uh, carnitine, carnosine, zinc. I mean, the list just goes on and on and on of, of nutrients that it's um, that, that it's extremely dense. But I guess the only reason yeah. for grass fed over grain fed is I try to keep my omega sixes low and try to keep the omega threes high, and that really helps with it with uh, with with chronic inflammation because I definitely have a lot of it. <laughs> um yeah what, no. <laughs> is that something that you pay attention to the omega-3 and 6 ratios i do i do yeah um i don't focus on it as much as some people um but i tend to have like i said a lot of fatty meat in my diet Fat, sorry fatty fish um so i i get omega-3s from there i can i you know don't focus on the exact ratio i can't tell you what my ratio is i don't think most people could um uh but apart from that um yeah, I'm not too strict about it. I don't avoid like fatty meat because I'm scared of omega-6 or anything like that. I still eat pork. Um, I think there's a big difference that should be pointed out. Um, and that's that the way your body metabolizes and processes the omega-6s in, for example, meat and pork and even grain-fed chicken, for example, is different to the omega-6 that you will get in seed oils. Um, oh, yeah so uh which makes it, sense it's, it's probably more bioavailable right if it comes from an animal source it just kind of makes again here it just makes common sense to 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 think that your body would more easily recognize that as being similar to your body fat than something like uh more more foreign like a plant yeah well well part of it actually comes simply down to the processing to be honest um 
basically if you have enough of the right nutrients and minerals in your diet um, and enough omega-3 in the first place, you can do fairly well, it seems, with you know even a slightly higher omega-6 to 3 ratio than we might have had in the past. Um, what happens when you have seed oils is, as I'm sure you're aware, they are processed in very nasty ways, very high heat ways, and they're stored it's, for a long it's time. It's even sugar, man. It, it, it's, it's terrible. Yeah, exactly. Um, so you get a lot. Yeah, so you get the you know trans fats, um, aldehydes, all these kind of distorted fatty acid molecules, which basically, uh, to quote Dr. Kate Shanahan um, in her book, The Nutrition, they cause free radical cascades in your body. And it's just inflammation galore, basically. Um, the, the animal fats you're going to get from cooking some some pork belly and the omega-6 in that, first of all, it's not going to be as concentrated. Um, second of all, you're getting a bunch of nutrition to support its metabolism anyway. Um, it's not actually the same profile of omega-6 fatty acids. So obviously, when you say omega-6 fat, it's not just one type of fatty acid. It is, it is a selection. Um, so if, for example, you have like to kind of list from different different categories of fat you have saturated fat so you might have conjugated linoleic acid um or you have monounsaturated fats like and there's a mono um so there's linoleic acid and there's a layer acid it, basically the list goes on um in each category that's what i'm trying to point out um and yeah in animal foods it's, it's not the same you're not getting these kind of toxic mm -hmm. overdoses of chemicals <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think this is a good topic to spend to spend a little more time on too. Is um, is, is inflammation and how this diet um, is that that's uh, for, for me for me personally is especially if I'm using keto macros that even helps the inflammation even more because the high protein carnivore approach it's 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 not really keto and it's not really high carb but it feels like it's high carb because you, because of the um, muscle glycogen that you achieve from gluconeogenesis. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, but, 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 but what both of them have in common is that there's no carbs. Um, and so for me, that's de definitely helped to keep the, the inflammation down with the exception of Christmas, because I mean, it, bro, you, like you gotta, you gotta look at my, at, 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 at my, at my mom's uh, peanut butter chocolate cheesecake that she makes. And it's just, it's the highlight of the year. You just can't say no to it. If you were there, I don't care how, how on your diet you are, you would, you would, you would want to have a bite too. Um, but man, after Christmas, like I just felt, I think it was. yeah, it was too many cookies, too many days in a row. And it took a week to start feeling normal again. Like just to, just to not have, just to not have joint pain. <laughs> I don't know if you can relate yeah. to that. No, no, I definitely can. Um, and it kind of brings up a point where, it seems that a lot of people don't know how bad they feel in the day-to-day -day life until they jump on something like this and they realize how good they feel afterwards. Exactly. Like, they're like, they're like I, f I feel fine. I'm like, okay, well, eliminate carbs and just see how you feel. Like, you'll probably feel 10 yeah. times. You just never have. You don't know how good it feels. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Right. I mean, that, that was me for years. I was like, no, I feel great. But it's like, I kind of done this. as like, oh, okay, no, I felt like rubbish. Um, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Hey everyone, Coach Taylor Milton here. Welcome to Skull Bells TV, the official YouTube channel of supersetyourlife.com where you're gonna discover a weekly upload of quick and easy to follow workout tutorials featuring Coach Colt, myself, or one of our athletes to keep your workouts fun, practical, and effective. Our family's latest keto carnivore recipes that fuel Colt's competitions and keep myself and our kiddos strong and healthy. 
video uploads of the supersetyourlife.com podcast, now over 100 episodes, your weekly dose of entertainment, education, and inspiration to fuel your life inside and beyond the gym, and much more. Last thing before we get into the video, we're asking a big favor from you. This has been working beautifully, so if you would please think of someone you care about that would benefit from this video, go ahead and smash that like button, click the share button, and text this video to them. That would mean the world to us. And while you're at it, make sure you hit the subscribe button so you don't miss more exciting content from School Bells TV because our team has lots of meat and lots of muscle coming your way and I promise you won't wanna miss it. When you hit the subscribe button, you'll see a bell icon pop up. You wanna click that too so you're notified every time we release a new video. Thank you so much for the support. It means the world to us. Every like, share, and subscription helps our channel grow and supports our family's hard work. So thank you so much for doing your part too. That's all we ask. God bless you and please enjoy this video. I mean, it's funny to say as well, you know, there's nothing wrong with making an exception here and there. Like we would have done that all throughout evolution anyway. Um, I can say over Christmas, I had some carbs as well. I still stick to whole foods. I'm not going to say anything processed because I didn't. Um, but, you know, it was like some some nice kind of vegetables, some sprouts. Um, I know they're high fiber, but carrots and uh, what do you call them, parsnips as well. A little bit of potato. So it's, it's all fine, to be honest. And there's mm -hmm. something to be said where maybe it's healthy once in a while to kind of kick yourself into that state where you, you feed yourself with some carbs. It yeah. seems that everybody's on it seasonally and there's nothing wrong with it. I think it's best to do it seasonally. Um, but, you know, it doesn't really matter. Absolutely. Yeah. Whenever, whenever I incorporate carbs personally, I'm a big fan of sweet potatoes, but I'm also glad you brought up parsnips because those are so underrated. And if there is, if there is a carb source that's better than sweet potatoes for bodybuilding, it's probably parsnips because it, it keeps your insulin low. It's got an even lower GI than most sweet potatoes do. And they're also very high in potassium. So those have been a particular favorite of mine for, um, for, for quite some time too. That reminds me, man, I should do that on my next carb cycle. That's a really good idea. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, that's awesome. Um, electrolytes. We were, we were touching on that a little bit a, a little bit earlier. Is that something that you track and that you pay a lot of careful attention to? No, no. Um, in the past, when I when I said you know I was having those oxalate dumps, um, I paid a lot more attention because they that really throws your electrolytes off. I even took magnesium and potassium supplements. You got to be careful doing that. Um, very careful with potassium, but. Uh, what, basically, would, what would be the problem of, of of consuming too much potassium? I'm just curious. Yeah. Really? Yeah, it, it, it can <laughs> it can stop your heart. Um, okay. That, that's actually what they do when when they euthanize people. They they inject them with potassium, basically. Um, obviously, how much uh, potassium, potassium would that take? I've, anyway. I've never heard. Of, I've never heard. Of, I've never heard of overdosing on potassium before. That's a that's a new concept. That's because most people don't buy it concentrated and take it. Um, but I did that. But obviously, I controlled it very, very carefully what I was doing. Um, gotcha. But no, gotcha. I don't track it. No, I just go by how I feel. If I'm a bit tired, to be honest, I drink some more water depending on if I feel dehydrated or not. Um, or I just have some more salt in my diet and oftentimes a little bit of both because as you know salt helps to retain uh, sorry helps to retain water um so yeah, yeah I mean, i'm glad we're talking about salt because you know that i'm the salt guy so what's what's your favorite salt bro what do you what do you what do you salt your your uh your steaks uh, actually mine's a little bit unique have you heard of black salt black himalayan rock salt black himalayan rock salt no that, <laughs> that's a new one on me but that sounds Not too common. so it actually sounds like where it's from i suppose the himalayas uh but it's actually uh used in 
Ayurveda, which is, you know, ancient Indian or traditional, um, their, their medical system. Um, and basically it's quite high sulfur, a little bit high in potassium and slightly lower in sodium than other salts. Um, it just basically has a little bit of an eggy taste, to be honest, oh, wow. <laughs> um, but it, it's quite nice. Um, and I, and I, I really like to have that, especially with, you know, like a nice steak. Um, but apart from that, it'll be any sort of real salt. I tend to avoid having too much sea salt. So, sorry, um, sorry, because... to cut, sorry to cut you off. Yeah. Uh, that that salt that you were just describing, that's uh, that's from an ancient seabed, right? Not from a fresh seabed. So it's um, it has probably like a, a bit a bit sharper of a taste than sea salt is what I'm guessing. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. Um, so, yeah, it's quite sharp, but it's a rock salt, so it's not from any seabed. So it's kind of, it would come from rock mines, really. Um, oh, so maybe like from a from a cave then. That makes, oh, gotcha, that, that makes sense. Because yeah. uh, I supplement with uh, with Celtic sea salt, pink potassium cave salt. And that's, oh, awesome. yeah, yeah. So that's sourced from uh, Spain and it's from, and it's from an ancient sea, uh, it's, it's, it's from an ancient riverbed um, underground, obviously, which is why it's in a cave. And I don't know why, but I just find it interesting that that's where your salt is sourced from too. And both of them are particularly high in potassium because this one's about a one-to-one -one potassium ratio, which is why I'd supplement it. Which is why I, I yeah. put it on everything. It tastes good too. I mean, I'm not like a chemist, but I wonder if, I, I wonder if um, it's something to do with them perhaps coming from, you know, near the earth, maybe something in, in like minerals in the rocks or, the, or like soil, for example. I don't, I don't know if, if that affects it or. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, um, but there's a correlation. Yeah, that's, the, nice. that's my I next like project that. now. <laughs> Figure that out. Why? Why? Why does salt from caves have more potassium in it? Hmm, I'm gonna. I can't sleep until I, until I find out the answer to that. <laughs> you have to send me the answer. I'll share it. Okay, sounds good. Um, but yeah, so when it comes to sea salt, I don't know as much, just because I, I know that it kind of like microplastics in it. So if I do. I, I tend to go for like something like Celtic or maybe Cornish sea salt uh, here in the UK. Um, something mm -hmm. that I, I think might be high quality. Did I you, don't look into it too much. Sorry to cut you off. Did you did you know that we're sponsored by Celtic sea salt? I didn't know. Oh, that that is hilarious. Okay, hell yeah. This is this is a great opportunity. Excuse me for one second. No, no, no. This is a commercial break. Um, if you are listening to our show, <laughs> you gotta check out my favorite salt. Um, have you have you heard of this one, bro? The the the, the Mac I Pure that Celtic does. I haven't heard of that one. Though. Oh, okay, yeah. Neat, oh, this 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 is this is a really good one. Yeah, it's so it's sourced directly from Hawaii, and uh, it's 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 uh, it's unrefined, and it's uh, it's not grinded down. So it's basically like a um, like a kosher cut. Actually, yeah, it is it is kosher certified. It says it right there. But the but the flavor for me is um, it's 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 definitely my favorite. Uh, but you can't awesome. go wrong. But you can't go wrong with this guy here, which is what I'm guessing that you probably use is the um, fine ground gray, right? The one that comes in the blue bag. Uh, no, I mean I, I actually tend to use. I tend to get everything I can in um, crystals and grind it when it comes to my sorts. So I don't. I don't really buy the ground sorts. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, good stuff, man. Uh, are you a much of a seasoning guy, or do you pretty much stick to just meat and salt? That because that's kind of a popular trend. That's kind of the bandwagon that I'm on right now. <laughs> Yeah, um, somewhere in between, really. So in the past, I, I've, I've been a massive fan of, uh, you know, I, I, different types of spices and seasonings. Um, mm -hmm. 
So I'm you're a big fan you're, of cooking really, wild cuisines. My my mom's is you know, I'd say she's an excellent cook. Um I, I went through phases of being obsessed with like buying cookbooks from Italy and things like that. And um I like seasoning, yeah. I don't I don't go overboard with it though. I tend to just stick to herbs nowadays and maybe some spices here and there, but mostly salt to be honest. Yeah, what kind of herbs are we talking? Um oh it all depends on the recipe. Um <laughs> Anything. I, I have quite a lot of rosemary, to be honest. I think that's like superb with beef. Uh, um, uh, rosemary, with beef? Um, really? I always thought it was more of a pork. Yeah. Hmm. Really? That's different. I've, I've never, I don't really see anything like that here in the UK anyway. Yeah, we yeah. Tend, yeah, with, we, yeah. We tend to have um, sorry, sage, ahead. maybe sage with beef. Uh, sorry, with pork and oh, that's, more aromatic herbs. So something like, a, like an oregano or maybe parsley. Um, something a little bit mild there, but no it's not something I, I tend to have with pork um rosemary i think i have with beef and lamb mostly so red meats um it might be different for you um but apart from that i can say one recipe i'll recommend it to all your listeners and you if you ever get to have any sort of lamb heart or chicken heart like heart meat in general um like have some dried fenugreek and garlic powder and assault it as much as you want <laughs> but just cook it up together like fry them in a pan it's just like amazing nice yeah no my, my mouth is watering I'm, I'm glad i'm eating lunch right after this man <laughs> we're spending a lot of time talking about a lot of food and this is uh yeah for, first meal for me every day is 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 bone broth with um with with organs in it so that that's kind of the rule and then dinner is what, whatever's left in the fridge that my wife was feeding the kids. And then I just make sure I hit my macros after that. It's just a matter of using chicken and avocado. Bam. We then just make sure we hit 3,300 calories and stick to those ratios. But awesome. Um, yeah. So you make your own bone broth. We, we, we do actually. Yeah. The, 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 cool. the rule is we, any, any bones that we have, we save them. And so that could be, you know, cause we're at the end of the day, we're eating a lot of animals and, uh, and I grew up in Montana. I got no prop, you know, on a cattle ranch. And so that's just kind of, uh, I, I meat, meat has always been a big part of my life, but at the end of the day, like you gotta go ethically. There, there's a, there's a lot of animals that aren't alive anymore because I'm eating them. Right. Uh, and, and so I, I, I find it to be, I, I feel like it's good stewardship, um, you know, knowing that, okay, this is a gift from God. How can I use every single bit of it? Right. Uh, Matthew 20, 20 B says, um, I have, excuse me. Um, when I'm put on the spot, sometimes I have a hard time remembering it, but, <laughs> um, I have the same. Yeah, I, I, I have, uh, you, Master, you delivered to me five talents. Behold, I have made five talents more, right? So if his gift of creation is his gift to us, then our gift back to him is our stewardship and what we do with it. I feel like using every single piece of the animal is, um, uh, maybe it's just kind of because I grew up around a bunch of a Na Native Americans, and that's something I always admired about them and their culture. But every single part of the animal, whether it's bones, organs, um, we just try to incorporate it all. So yeah, bone yeah. Is, is a right is a regular thing. And um, it's man, it's done miracles for my skin. It's filling. It's just loaded with nutrients and it's versatile. You can put all kinds of stuff in it. It's good. Yeah. It's good. No, I totally, I totally, you know, agree with what you're saying there. Um, it is really just a, a matter of respect. If, if nothing else, um, you can kind of look at it spiritually if you want. And mm -hmm. I do personally, it's similar to you, but um, yeah, I think if, if you're going to, you know eat anything like an animal I'm, i mean i'm not saying that's unethical in any way um that that's just what our species does 
but you know make the make the most of it um <laughs> uh but apart from that it's it's um interesting because you know years ago when i first started on like a whole foods kind of diet what i considered more of an ancestral or traditional diet um not quite carnivore ancestral but maybe the you know a few thousand years or so um mostly whole you know whole foods and some modern vegetables but i tended to ferment foods and everything and bone broth was like a game changer for me as well um especially when it comes to recovery in the gym and joint health um yeah big game changer so yeah i do the same thing keep the bones cook them up and um if i don't do that um if sometimes i buy bones to be honest from my butcher um or i just have like uh, some collagen powder just you know as a backup yeah yeah worst, worst case scenario it's nice to have a pantry that that that, that has like a couple extra you know bottles of store-bought bone broth in case in case you run out that's kind of our protocol <laughs> yeah good stuff so organ meats is that is that something that was hard for you to get into or was it so, or was it something that you, okay did you like grow up eating eating organ meats or something no uh, <laughs> that's um, one of I'm the biggest complaints we get across the board is like am i gonna have to eat liver am i gonna have to eat that and i'm like no, you can do the carnivore diet and not eat any organs. You'll be just fine. You'll still be you'll you'll still be getting ninety nine point nine percent of the benefits. But yeah. I I, just, I like that you um uh, se seem to eat quite a few of them. So yeah, what are some of your favorites? Yeah. And oh, and just to touch on that, you don't need to buy organ pills either. <laughs> don't waste your money. Um, just yeah, eat no, them. I, they're good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, it wasn't um, yeah, it wasn't difficult for me. I, I like I said I started a few years back on like what I consider an ancestral kind of whole foods diet. Um, I, I'll be transparent. I'll say um, I mentioned Dr. Kate Shanahan earlier. I'm I'm a big fan of her. She kind of the first book I ever read on health and nutrition seriously was Deep Nutrition. Um, I recommend anyone who wants to explore just kind of different areas of you know your health and nutrition and understand why things like sugar and seed oils especially are bad for you. Read that book. Um, but yeah, it, it opened my eyes to what yeah read, read any book with read any health book with a reputable author and probably at some point they talk about how bad seed oils are 100 <laughs> percent, yeah um but yeah no um there's kind of big emphasis in that book on the power of organ meat so uh, I, i'm not squeamish like like what we said earlier um it's respectful to the animal don't let it go to waste um i don't see there's any need to we've eaten it for thousands millions of years even uh, you know probably not as much as some people do nowadays that <laughs> were definitely not as much as some people do nowadays um mm. you know I, I like what dr baker says uh where you, you have to consider what percentage of the animal is actually an organ uh like how often are you going to be eating of it and how much of that are you going to be eating likely it's going to be very rare um it'll be intermittent and you won't have like loads of it but it's, it's a nice boost in nutrition um but yeah I, my when it comes to me eating organ meats Obviously, you've got to be careful. You don't want to have too much liver. I've done that in the past. Um, basically, you can overdose some vitamin A. That's the main concern. Or copper. Um, and you kind of throw zinc off that way. You don't want to do that. If you're going to have liver, maybe have it once a week. And don't go above like a couple of hundred grams. I would say that's like max for most people. Um, mm -hmm. I've heard the same thing too, which is for, which is for me why, why it's, um, it's, it's, it's always small amounts. Yeah, exactly right. But apart from that, I just have um, kidneys, to be honest, and heart. They're, they're my main organs, especially heart. Heart is just high in coenzyme Q10. It's not extremely nutrient dense. It's more of a muscle meat, to be honest. 
it doesn't store like fat soluble vitamins in very high amounts that could be you know overdosing and i think the worst thing you'll do by having kidneys uh if you, uh, if you, you were to it. yeah sorry i didn't mean to interrupt and uh That's right. I, I was I was I was just gonna ask before I forgot how how you prepare your heart when you when when you do eat it. But but if you wanted to con- continue on with the um, with where you're going with the kidneys, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'll touch, I'll touch on both. So um, I'll, I'll come back to the heart. So with, with the kidneys, the only thing is, uh, I think if if you're like eating that as your sole source of meat, which I don't think anyone's ever done, um, you might have too much. Never crossed my mind. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, you might have a bit too much copper and maybe too much protein as well because they're very lean. Um, so I, every time I cook them, I cook them with a lot of fat, by the way. Um, apart from that, they're very high in vitamin B12, but you're not really going to overdose on that unless you're like not having any other B vitamins in your diet, which I mean. No, you, you, just, you just pee out whatever you don't, whatever you can. Yeah, but you, you, you can throw ratios off if, if you're not having the right balance. Um, oh, okay. It's not too much of a concern, to be honest. Um, when it comes to hearts, I actually, my, almost every single time, I, I, I fry them up. I, I slice them and just fry them in a pan. I don't add any of the cooking fat. They're quite, you know, they've got I, I, I do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's whenever just, everybody's like, how do you eat heart? I'm like, just, it's a big steak. That's what it is. Just cook it like a yeah. steak. And it tastes better than a steak. <laughs> That's how good it is. Yeah, I mean, you could you can see my Instagram today. Actually, I, I had it for dinner. Um, It's, my, it's like my favorite post-workout meal ever. Um, oh, it's so, so bomb. Yeah. After intense workouts, like that's what I go for. So I, I done that today. I had you know quite quite a good session, and then you know just fried it up, um, just over half a kilo and some eggs. So yeah, awesome. Well, good stuff, brother. Now, I can't tell you how much I respect your time. This this conversation has been. I've I've learned a lot. I mean, you see, I got a whole notepad full of things that I've learned and things that I'm going to go follow up and look and look more into now because um, that's what. That, that's the whole reason I want to have this conversation in the first place. Just after that phone call, I was like, wow, um, you know a lot about the things that I, you know, haven't really thought of. And so, um, a lot to learn. <laughs> yeah, th- thanks for, thanks for sharing your wisdom and your experiences, brother. Uh, I wanted to, I wanted, wanted to wrap up and, and kind of finish things off with, uh, with, with, with Joshua one nine, be strong and courageous for the Lord is with you wherever you go and do not be frightened and do not, de- do, do not be dismayed. Um, I think, I don't know if that was word for it, but that's paraphrased, right? Um, Very close. Yeah. Okay. So that, that's that's kind of that's that, that's kind of one of your favorites, from what I understand. I mean, it's on the top of your Instagram profile. So what what does what does that mean to you? Going back through most of my life, I think I wish I had have had those words um, and and remembered that more, to be honest. Um, in 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 some quite dark times, and when I started to get into my faith, which for me was only a few years ago, to be honest, I'm. You know, I, I grew up in a family which isn't strictly religious. I mean, I mean, on the background, we, we would be Catholic. And it was actually only last year that I, I myself got, um, <laughs> I went through the RCIA. I got baptized. Um, That's amazing. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, but I started, I listened to the, the podcast with um, father my oh i can't remember his name i'm awful um but yeah bible in a year famous podcast not mm-hmm. one of the top in the world at the moment um and i remember when he said those words I, obviously we're going through joshua um and it's kind of repeated and repeated and it just stood out to me uh, i was kind of i listened to it when i go for walks right and uh, I, I stopped i was like wow so something i, I don't know exactly what way it just hit me i was like yeah 
that, that, that I'm staying with that. It <laughs> would be strong enough, good, good courage, especially those lines. Because yeah. That's the part that's repeated. And um, it kind of reminds you that, you know, even when it seems like there isn't any support or, you know, there's nothing immediately to be hopeful about, there always is um, when, when you come from a, a line of faith. Mm-hmm. 100%. It's a, it's a relaxing feeling, isn't it? Yeah. And actually on that point as well, I see, and I think a lot of people see this now as well in the world, there's a lot that's going on, especially over the past few years. I won't say what's happened, but there was some sort of pandemic, um, <laughs> just to say. There was? Um, yeah, yeah, I can briefly remember it. Um, but people are more and more getting anxious about what's going on in the world, and the media isn't doing any favours by kind of espousing all these different states of crisis that we're in i think a lot of it is forced to be honest um maybe we'll talk about that another day but having that there as well is just a way to tackle it and not be scared of the blowback that you get because some people believe it and it's not their fault um and it it just means that anytime you see kind of opposition or fear-mongering i kind of have those words there and i can just keep going yeah it sounds like it gave you like a sense of peace and security through 2020 huh yeah um <laughs> and since um and, 2020, sure 2021 because that's kind of when because that's kind of when you got saved yeah but i'm sure i'm sure it would have done the same for me um throughout most of my life if i had had it so mm-hmm. anyone yeah. who uh, doesn't know that write it down stick it on your wall or something <laughs> do you find that the carnivore diet has helped you with your with with your faith at all like you're able to um I guess personally, I feel the most spiritual kind of towards the tail end of the fast, and I feel a deep connection with my, uh, with 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 my, with my creator. Um, when I'm in, I'm not really ever fasted, but I'm in relatively a fasted state and have an empty stomach, you know, and yeah. and I'm probably in ketosis, and so um, I, yeah. I get a very elevated state of mind around that time typically, and find and find it very, um, I find that that's a very effective time to do prayer and med- meditation exercises. I'm just wondering if you can relate to that. No, that's um that's an awesome question. And yeah, so um the longest day for me every week that I do a fast is a Sunday. And I don't eat until after I've come back from mass. Um and I mean sometimes I have coffee before if that <laughs> I don't think that's cheating. Um but yeah, I mean definitely is it kind of does elevate your sense of I don't know, mental stability in a way or focus, mm-hmm. you know, you're not, you're not craving food or anything. You, you kind of get into a deeper state of ketosis. Like you said, the ketones start running in your brain. You've got that stable energy. You can focus. Uh, generally I feel quite uplifted and it just makes going to mass that, that, that tiny bit, a tiny bit. Um, what would you say? More enlightening in a way, <laughs> just in, mm-hmm. uplifting. That's the word. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good stuff. Um, thanks for th- thanks thanks for touching on that. You know, I know I know it's a deep subject, and especially it's like it's one of those things where it's where faith is so personal it it can for me it can be it can become hard to articulate and put into words. And then I'm always wondering, like, okay, um, am I am I am I reading? Am I studying right now because this is what I'm going to teach, or am I reading and studying right now because this is for me and something that I need to hear? Um, and so being in a fasted state helps me to. It just it just gives me a sense of clarity that helps me to be able to, to identify when when's a good time to focus on um, 
on on what's on 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 what I need to hear, and then what's what's something that um, you know what this is a powerful message and something that I feel like we should, some, something that that I feel called to share. So that's great. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, thank you, brother. God bless you. Um, where can people okay. go to where where can people go to find more about find out more about you and watch you on your muscle building journey, your fitness journey, and the things that are happening next in your life? I know you're going to be start you're going to be starting your own podcast, and so. Uh, a lot of things in the work for you, my brother. Where's the? Where, where can people follow you? Um, I think the main thing at the moment would be my Instagram. Um, it's fitness with jam, as jam is in J A M. That's my initials. Um, so I think that's kind of just like a brand name for me. Um, it, yeah, I started it when I worked in a gym, so it's not all fitness now. A lot of it is to do with politics, to be honest, and things to do with climate as well. Um, and that's what my podcast is going to be about, but also health and fitness and nutrition. So basically just, I think there's a lot out there, which kind of touches back on that, that, you know, what I mentioned about fear mongering and people being anxious. Um, and there's a lot of misinformation as well. And the more you study into things seriously, the more you realize that. Um, so my goal is to just do the best I can when it comes to sharing what might be the truth, or at least might be more objective um and just kind of defending you know some traditional values i think that a lot of it's being torn down in society and people have get being really hurt by it um so my podcast is going to be speaking to people on all of those fronts particularly health and fitness um and that's going to be called the rethink so you know if you follow me on instagram you'll be notified that's coming out soon yep great and then we should do a round two with you again on this show and just talk all about that podcast too. You know, give it, give it, give it a few, give it a few months. And then, um, yeah. and then once you have your first few episodes out, man, like I'm, I'm excited to listen to those because, um, I've, I've already learned a ton from you just this, just this last 45 minutes, man. It's just, um, uh, you know, being, being able to see somebody else that is, um, that, that you have so much in com- that you have so much in common with and that has a totally different angle and has, you know, you have all these methods that, that, that work for you. I definitely got a lot of takeaways. I'm sure everybody else did too. So just wanted to say thanks again from the bottom of my heart for your time, for being on our show. And uh, um, I, I know we're, I know we're going to be talking a lot. God brought, God brought us yeah. a reason. I hope so. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm excited. I'm excited to see where this goes for you and, uh, and to kind of be a part of it. Yeah. Thanks. Well, I mean, all of those words means a lot and you know, I kind of send them straight back to you. So the times been really appreciated. Thank you for inviting me on. It's been a pleasure. Hey everybody, this is Coach Colt. Thank you so much for joining us on episode 116 of the SupersetYourLife.com podcast. And that commercial break that was like halfway through about the Mackay Pure Salt, that was not a joke. I'm dead serious about that. <laughs> um, if you follow us on Instagram, that's the salt that we're pretty much eating all the time because it's just our favorite. It's got a great flavor. It's a little pricier than your normal, like uh, Celt- Celtic sea salt is more of the basic Um Redmond, real salt, you know, that's kind of where most people start off in, in, the, in the low carb community when you start getting into really making sure that every single nutrient that goes into your body is giving you the best the best bang for, for your buck. So, um, yeah, this stuff is sourced, like I said, directly from Hawaii. It is absolutely delicious and it is on our website, supersetyourlife.com. Last thing is a quick uh, client, uh, excuse me, client testimonial. This is going to be from Linnell. Um, in Orange County, California. She just had a couple of nice things to say about her first couple weeks on a diet where she's eating exclusively meat and salt, the results she's been experiencing and how she feels so far. 
Hey, it's Linnell, and I just wanted to give an update um, after starting my program a week ago. I just wanted to say that everything is going great. I'm looking forward to the results that are going to be coming. I'm super satisfied with the results that I've gotten so far. And working with Coach Colt and Coach Taylor have been great. They've been very responsive. Any questions that I've had or any info that I've requested or needed, they've been quick to respond and give me some um, ideas and tips and things like that. So that's been great. And the program that I have been following has been very easy to follow, to understand, and to actually implement it. So just wanted to say thank you. And also I'm looking forward, so excited for what's gonna be happening. And if anybody is interested, I would highly, highly suggest that you guys uh, join the Superset team and that you guys definitely get a program of, of your own. It's very beneficial and it's super exciting. So anyways, I'm excited for the future and hope to provide more updates soon. Thanks. Bye. Thank you, Linnell. That was so absolutely sweet of you. Everybody else for listening. Thank you again. God bless you. Please share with a friend, someone that you think would either be benefited or just entertained by this episode um all of our growth up to this point has been organic and so we're extremely blessed for that we're just trying to keep it that way and uh and, and just thanks for sharing it really really means a lot from the bottom of our heart so yeah episode 117 give us a couple days we'll get that one out and uh, we're gonna keep bringing lots of carnivores lots of bodybuilders and uh, everything that you need anybody that you think that you might benefit from hearing from to keep your workouts entertaining educational and inspiring God bless y'all. Go get a good pump.